Hey everybody, welcome to the first edition of my Q&A show. My name is Curtis Robinson with uh, Mike Trotter, the PT boss. Um, I'm excited because this is, the, this is my best friend. This is a guy that I looked up to for a very long time and I consider um, very high on my list of people that I look up to in this fitness industry and I can't, I'm very excited about um, having him first on many shows to come. The purpose of this Q&A show is to give everybody and anybody that I interview an opportunity to share their story, where they come from, what, you know, what they do, where they're, what they're trying to accomplish. But not, now the most important part of that is why they're trying to do all of that. So um, without further ado, I'm going to give the floor to you, Mike. Um, so you know, who are you and where do you come from? Man, well, first of all, thanks for the lovely intro. Uh, you started off by saying looked up to me. I'm like, damn, that's past tense. You don't look up to me no more? No, I not? still do, but um, uh, I mean, I, it's it's more, uh, I guess, counterpart. So yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm just giving you shit. Um, yeah, man, who am I and what do I do? Uh, that's kind of a loaded question there. I mean, there's, there's so much to who yeah, I am. Yeah, and we have a lot to get to. We've been, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I'm Mike Trotter, a.k.a. the PT Boss. Uh I currently am the regional fitness director with Gold's Gym, Man, um, and uh, I own the personal training company there right now. And what uh, what's the name of that personal training company? Specialized Fitness Training is awesome. the name of the company. And how long have you been doing that for? Um, I've been in the industry for about 10 years now. Okay. So graduated from Eureka College in 2007. Which, Eureka? What yeah. do you, uh, what do you, what's your, uh, what did you graduate in? I graduated in Thug Life. No, I'm kidding. I graduated. Okay. Uh, I have an exercise science degree, mm -hmm. um, and I minored in fitness leadership. Sure. Yeah. So. And which were Eureka for? I mean, out of all the colleges ever, sure. at the entire like entire U.S., what is like? Why Eureka? That right there is a story in itself, man. Like I. Okay. You know, no disrespect to Eureka. Like I, I learned so much at Eureka, um, mostly how to interact with people. Mm. Um, but I feel like most people who go to Eureka kind of end up there. Mm. Um, it's a private college in the middle of nowhere, Illinois. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, it's 20 minutes south of here. And how I ended up there was I was actually, I, w I went to a JUCO for two years to play ball. Sure. Right? And then... What position did you play? I was point guard. Oh, the okay. point guard. Were you good? I, you, if you ask me, I was okay. great. You okay. know what I'm saying? That's, 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 that's pointers. Did that's you personal. start? So, oh, yeah. Yeah, I started. I finished. I how, did many my game, how many points per game did you average? You know, it depends on, you know, uh, my last season, I probably averaged about 15. Okay. You know, but I was a point guard, though. So, so my goal, my responsibility was pretty much to set everybody else up. Sure. Um, and so, what do you mean by that? I said by setting other people up, what does that mean? My goal was to pretty much make sure and understand that everybody else knew where they were supposed to be and get them in position to score. You nice. know, so my, my job was to pretty much pass the ball. Okay, awesome. so, so you're the PT boss and you come from, you've been only the, you've been running a company for how long now? The company, we, we, we turned it into its own company about five years ago, okay. I think, you know, to this yeah. date. So, um, so I've been doing that for about five years now. Sure, yeah. and awesome. And now I wanna take it all the way back. You know, I really wanna find out what led you to going to Eureka in the first place? So where are you actually, you said Chicago, but mm -hmm. where are you actually from? And give me some details on that. Okay, so, um, you know, to answer the first question, how, do I, how did I end up at Eureka? I graduated from a JUCO, mm -hmm. right? Did my two years there, actually did three years there. I had to stay another year because I didn't have enough credits. Um, actually signed a letter of intent to go to a different school okay. 
um, to play ball. But then, what school was that? Uh, I'm just gonna leave that out for right now. Okay. Um, okay. But I signed Leverton to go there, and then um, a week before school started, I get a call saying like, "Yo, you can still come here, mm. but all your credits from junior college didn't transfer." Mm. So what that means is you're gonna have to sit out for the you know season and get your get your credits, get your score right. Um, but you won't be able to play. Okay. So in my mind, dude, like, you couldn't tell me I wasn't going to the league. Mm. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I thought, like, you know, I was destined to be this big How basketball. How did that make you feel about it? Like, that somebody basically telling you, you need to take a year off and go to school and... Yeah, I mean, I was disappointed. You know, I was yeah. disappointed. So what I did at that point was because, like, um, I pretty much called every school that had offered me anything at okay. the time. And we're talking about a week before school starts. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... I called every single school that offered me anything, um, and Eureka was legitimately the only school that returned wow. my call. Okay. Um, so when I went to Eureka, man, I didn't, I didn't have, I, I never visited, yeah. right? Never been there, didn't know where it was. So my first day on campus was like my first day on campus. Right. You know what I mean? And when I walked in, I can I can't say it was, a, it was a culture shock. It was different. You know, what do you mean different. by that? I mean, say culture shock. I mean, I'm from Chicago, different. so I'm okay. from a, from a big city. Yeah, uh, Eureka is definitely the opposite of that. Um, Absolutely, and, you're and in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, so you know, um, and it was very. Uh, the main religion there is a apostolic Christian. Okay. So it's like you got women walking around with the long dresses and the, and the pent up hair and the buns. Mm -hmm. You know, which is nothing wrong with that. You know, no disrespect to anybody who you know, is in that religion, but it was just different for me. I had never experienced that before. Sure. Awesome. Um, so, but you know what? I learned a lot of uh, lessons at Eureka and I met some really good people and some friends who are legitimately still my friends to this day. That's so. awesome, man. And you graduated, so you went to you went to your college and it sounds like that was like that was the last azure for you and you took it and you ran with it. Absolutely. I graduated from Eureka College in 07. Okay. First one in my family to do it. Um and you know, the whole time I was in college, my focus wasn't like, you know, career. I was, you know, even though I went to a low level college as far as basketball, in my mind, right. I'm still going to make it to the to the yeah. pros, you know. So um, I remember sitting at graduation thinking like, damn, like, what's next? <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, okay. So, uh, so what did you do after you got out of college? I actually um, went to a bunch of uh, overseas Tryouts like overseas camps. Okay, where at? Um, the one I went to was uh, in Boston. Mm -hmm. I went to one in Indiana. Um, and how did those go? In my mind, like I was always, you know, I always thought that I did well, mm -hmm. but I honestly knew at that moment it wasn't going to work out for me as far okay. as basketball goes. Because like, so what you was know, the defining moment? Like when you were when you were at those tryouts, and mm -hmm. what was that like? I mean, I mean, you went there and tried it out. Mm -hmm. Um, what was the realization that clicked and said, oh, no, what I realized going to that was that, you know, you could be the best on your team or mm -hmm. one of the best on your team. But when you go to those things, you're up against the guys who are also the best on their team. Okay. You know what I mean? And you realize very quickly that their better is your better okay. or, or their better is better than your better. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, legitimately guys that I was watching on TV at the time, mm -hmm. you know, were at the camp. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So uh, I, I realized very quickly I was Who did you meet? So do you have any names or anything like that? Um, you know, I don't really want to name drop, uh, but, you know, guys like um, that played for 
the Hoyas. I remember there, there were guys that played for North, North Carolina. Yeah. Um, you know, Ohio State. It was a dude from Ohio State there. And, that, like, just yeah. Cincinnati, you know, the big schools. And here I am. You know, when you look at the roster from that, I still have this roster thing. at home. Uh-huh. Like, you got <laughs> North Carolina. You got Ohio State. You got Georgetown. And you got Eureka. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, I was I was definitely out of my league. And um, I realized very quickly, coming back from that, like, all right, um, time for Plan B. Awesome, man. So, what was Plan B? Um, well, I've always had a passion for fitness. You know okay. what I mean? I've always had a passion for helping people. So, and I had this exercise science degree. So I'm like, let's let's pursue this personal training thing. Okay. You know, so um, I mm-hmm. actually got hired on at a gym in Chicago. But the truth is, is I didn't want to work in Chicago. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just because I didn't live in a very good neighborhood. So. Right. I wanted to work in an atmosphere where I felt positive and productive and that type of thing. So um, I didn't want to stay there, you know, so um, I went on a mission to find a job elsewhere. Okay. And so that was in Bloomington, Illinois. I work with you. I've been working with you. So um, what led you to, you know, Bloomington in central Illinois? Bro, I'm going to tell you straight up, like, it was very random. I just happened to have two friends who lived here already. I uh, will say their names. That's Kelly West um, mm-hmm. and then Renal Pete, who's actually a state trooper right now. Awesome. Um, and they lived here. And uh, I came out here, slept on their couch for a couple uh-huh. weeks. Before I left, I told my mom, like, all right, I'm going to go find a job somewhere else. You know what I mean? Sure. And I promise it's going to all work out. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, okay, I support that. But if you don't um, find anything in a couple weeks, mm-hmm. you got to come back home. Take the job you already got and get what's to work. Your, what's your mother's name? What, I don't know if a lot of people know that. What's your mother's name? Uh, Ma, we just refer to her as Ma Dukes. Mama Dukes. Yeah, we won't go by first names, uh, okay. you know, where I'm from. It's Ma right, Dukes. So I'm going to say no. Mama Dukes. Anytime I say <laughs> anybody, mama, say Mama Dukes. Yeah, man. Ain't no first name around here. You, I don't even think my mom has a first name. Okay. <laughs> she said she gave you an ultimatum. So two weeks and you you are, you have to figure it out. Yeah. Okay? So like, what was that two weeks like? I mean. Well, she take us back a little bit. How it went was she? She told me she said, "All right, we give you two weeks, and you got to come back and do your thing if you don't, you know, find anything." Mm-hmm. So I go to Bloomington, and I legitimately went to all the gyms in this town at that time, you know. Um, and the gym that we work at right now, like that's where I felt the right energy, you know. I go off vibes. I go off how things feel, and it just felt right. Mm-hmm. So um, walk into this gym. Walk up to the front desk girl and I straight up tell her, I'm like, hey, I'm Mike Trotter. Okay. I got an exercise science degree. Um, I'd like to be a personal trainer here. I'm going to be an all-star. You know, like in my mind, that's what I was thinking. Okay. Um, and she's like, okay, well, the PT director will call you back later on. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I get home, no phone call. Okay. So what did I do? I showed up the next day. You yeah. know, same front desk girl sitting there. I'm like, hey, my name's Mike Trotter, uh, exercise science degree. I'd like to be a personal trainer here. Again, she said, oh, from there? she's like, okay, well, yeah, um, the PT director didn't call you. No, okay, he'll call you today. Boom, go home, no call. So legitimately, this went on for five days in a row where I showed up every single day as if I've never met her before Okay. and introduced myself. I might try. She had to recognize you by like Bro, she knew who I was, she man. She, she knew me very okay. well. But what she didn't know is I had my dukes <laughs> with this timeline yeah, you saying. Had, you had a deadline. Right. You yeah. know, and she don't play. Like, my mom's like. She don't understand that. My mom's like five foot five, but I'm talking about she brings the fury. You know, with she's like the matriarch of our family. Like whatever she says goes. You know, so 
Um, that's what's happening back in my mind. Like you don't understand, lady. I got I got more than time to live it, baby. Sitting there um, with the with the wives. Yeah, come on now. Okay. Straight up. So, um, you know, th this went on for about five days, uh, and legitimately, I I didn't think it was gonna happen. You know, okay. it was I was getting anxious. I was getting nervous, and um, no call, no text from from anybody. And I remember um, getting into my car at the time. I was driving to two door. Um, Till Grand Grand Dam, okay. where the windows didn't roll up. No, they don't even make those no more. They don't make them no more. No. They, they shouldn't have made them back then either. <laughs> you know they were okay. bad. But uh, my windows didn't roll up. So if it was sixteen of inches of snow outside, it was it was sixteen of inches of snow in, in my ride. <laughs> yeah. So yep. you just turn the heat up and roll. But uh, I remember packing my car, um, pissed. Like I'm not even yeah. in front. Like I was legitimately in tears. And then, you know, I get in, I'm driving off, and my phone rings. Okay. You know, and um, it was the PT director. <laughs> you know, he was offering me an opportunity to try out for a spot at the gym. Awesome. And so it sounds like that was a, a couple of weeks where you were just coming in, and you were you came in every single day, and you asked if you could have a job. Mm -hmm. And towards the end and the, you said what day was that the very last the very day. last day very last and day you were packing up and you were getting ready to go back home mama dukes had said had set that timeline and it was it was game over absolutely right how did that make you feel um getting that initial phone call to you know give me that give you that opportunity to train at the gym that you had been asking to for a couple of weeks well like I said, I was in tears packing. Okay. And then when I got the call, I was in tears again, but the yeah. tears were different. Like it was right. from tears of sadness to tears of joy. You know, cool. I was just happy to have the opportunity because I knew in my heart, man, like everything I've been through in my life, it, it, it comes down to if I if you give me a chance, I'm going to kill it. You okay. know what I mean? I'm not. I might not be the best player. I might not be the strongest, but I'm always going to work my ass off. Where does that come from? I mean, what is what's the origin of that? Um. You know, I think it I think it has a lot to do with, you know, where I'm from and, and how I was raised, you know. Uh, so what do you mean by that? I mean, that's that means a lot of things, a lot of different people. So I mean, where, what does that mean? Where, where, where I'm from is it's pretty much, you know, um, without being too dramatic, it's, it's, it's kill or be killed. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's only the strong survive, you know. So it's a lot of, um, you know, if you don't do it for yourself, sure, it doesn't get done. Absolutely. You know, so and I and I saw a lot of people before me not make it out, you know, and I never I never wanted to be that. Okay. And where does that come from? I mean, so you could have I mean you could have been just like everybody else and and done your thing. So what what where does that drive come to not to not be that? Um, man, you know, to to actually pinpoint it I, I, I really couldn't say I, I guess you know, my uncle was a very big influence in my life. You know, mm -hmm. he was he was a pastor at a at our church, and um, I used to have okay. to go help him set up every weekend. Like it doesn't matter. Like I couldn't go party. I couldn't hang out with my friends. Like every weekend, it was I was spending the night at his house, and I was helping him set up church. And he taught me a lot of you know lessons about you know being a man and you know working for yours and going for yours and that type of deal. So I think his influence in my life had a, has a lot to do with um, my mentality. Okay. But at the same time, like I was very observant as, as a kid, sure. you know, like I saw a lot of bad, I saw a lot of negative, but I also knew what I didn't want to be. You know what I mean? Like um, we were poor, but I didn't know we were poor. Like it's funny when you hear, uh, and it's like as a side note, um, 
when you, when, I always get interested when I hear people say, you know, how bad growing up in the hood is. You know sure. what I mean? Because for me, it really wasn't that bad. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I didn't realize it was the hood because, like, that's all I knew. That's all, yeah, you didn't know what anything else Yeah, was. you know, so I legitimately thought, this is how everybody lives. You okay. know what I'm saying? This is like, nobody has green grass. So like, when, everybody when you came to Yo, when I, <laughs> when, okay. I, when I was, like, even prior to that, like, when I was going on college visits, okay. like, that was so inspiring. It was like, wait a minute. You know what I mean? Like, that was when I first met white people. Um, <laughs> that was when, like, you know, um, I realized white people thought that black people were cool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because all my life, it was, it was different. I thought, you know, white people didn't like black people. Like, that was the perception from where I, where I was from. But when I went on college visits, it was... Definitely the opposite, my okay. friend. So I'm like, hey, I don't know if I, I can make the GPA, but I need to go there. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Awesome. So um, that was, I mean, that's how I started, really. You know, that's awesome. So uh, let's let's take it to th things in a little bit of a different direction. So you know, it sounds like you got the job as a trainer. You came in and you got that last second call, mm -hmm. and then from there, what what happened after that? So you got that last second call. You were packing your bags to go back to Mama Dukes mm -hmm. and now you've got this call to try out for this this gym class that we're hosting they they were hosting right right so you know and in my mind like I'm, I'm an athlete so mm -hmm. when I hear tryout I'm like I'm about to dominate this thing they sure. like it ain't nothing to it right so I get there and I BS you not it was the hardest two weeks of my life mm -hmm. physically emotionally and mentally, right? You like all, you were all confused. like were these all dudes weren't in it. I feel like to this day they weren't in it to help us get hired. They were in it to make us quit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, um, despite everything I had been through as an athlete physically, like that was the most physically demanding two weeks I had ever been through. Okay. And you know, um, but I wasn't gonna quit. You know sure. what I mean? Like it was either get this done or you go back to Chicago. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And uh, Chicago wasn't an option for me because, um, like I said, I go off how things feel, and Chicago just didn't feel right. Right. So, you know, the two weeks goes by, and uh, I, I never forget, man. They, you know, how back in the day when you did like eighth grade basketball tryouts, mm -hmm. and, and the coach is standing there with a clipboard, and he's and he's uh, calling out everybody who made the team, right? Okay. Right. You can you can you see this picture in your head? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he's calling out everybody who's making the team. Well, where's everybody else who doesn't make the team? Right. The guys who made it. Are over so here. where were you? Well, I'm getting to that. <laughs> so, so he's calling the names, you know, Chandra Tanji, Gabriel Osa. I'll never forget. He's new on name for name for name for name, right? Um, I'm still good friends with Chandra and Gabe to this day. Gabe is actually a doctor now, but anyway, that's wow. a side note. Okay. Uh, so all the names get called. None of the names come with a story, right? No message behind their names. No way. They just name, boom, you made it. Welcome to the team. Awesome. So I'm standing there, and it's me. And then this other person who I won't mention the name, but everybody knew through the class like this person wasn't gonna make it. You sure. know what I mean? Like he just he just couldn't cut it. So he gets to me, and not only does he call my name and I get excited, but my name has a story with it. Right. Right? A speech, if you will. So what was that speech? So he straight up said, I'll never forget it. He was like, uh, Mike, I'm gonna go ahead and um, do you a favor and offer you the opportunity to work for us. Mm -hmm. The truth is, is that I don't believe that you will make it in this industry very long. Okay. But the reality is, 
is that we need warm bodies mm. right now. Right. So we're going to do you a favor and give you a shot. Now, pause. Do you understand what it means when somebody says we need warm bodies? I do. If you're breathing, right, <laughs> right? if you have a pulse, mm -hmm. you can work with us. Yeah. Right? Now, as disrespectful as that was, I'm not even worried about his disrespect at the time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm thinking about the fact that I don't got to go back home. Okay. You know what I mean? So I shook that man's you hand. Care. You didn't care. You didn't, you, didn't have to go, you didn't have to go back home. I didn't have to go back home. Okay. So I shook that man's hand as if he just said, Mike, you're the greatest I've ever seen, and I think you're going to make it. So he clearly didn't see what was really going on. Yeah, he, he, he didn't think I had what it took, apparently. Okay. Okay. Um, so but, how, what happened after that? So you got hired on, and what happened initially after that? I mean, what, what was the deal from there? I never forgot what he said. Okay. And that is a huge part of why I do what I do to this day. Like, sure. although I didn't react negatively at the time, it, it, it still hurt, and it was still embarrassing, you know, for him to say that in front of my peers and, sure. you know, colleagues. And I, I never forgot what he said, you what know, so, um, you know, just what I just said, you know, I, I wasn't going to make it pretty much. So um, what I did is I, I used that as fuel. You know, my goal at the time, it was just to simply be the best personal trainer I could possibly improve and prove him wrong. So within the first month of me working there, sure. I was signing people up left and right, mm -hmm. you know, because I wasn't I didn't know much. Even though I had a exercise science degree, I didn't know everything about exercise. Right. But what I did know and understand was treat people right, help them solve problems, you know? And if I could treat you better than anybody else is gonna treat you, then you're gonna keep coming back. Okay. You know, so um, with that attitude, I ended up legitimately with one of the biggest client lists in the gym within a month. Okay. Yeah, so I was definitely dominating from the personal training side. So what happened? I mean, so it sounds like you got hired and you killed it right away. Killed it straight dead. Okay, mm -hmm. how did you become the how did what where like how did you become who you are today now? So we talked about your past and where you came from a little bit. Now tell me how you got to owning a company as SFT. Right. So 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 you know, all I wanted to be was the best personal trainer I could possibly be. Like legitimately, that was my goal. I didn't plan on being a manager. I didn't plan on being an owner. Okay. Like none of this was in the like mentally. I just wanted to dominate from that standpoint. Mm -hmm. You know. So um, it just so happened that in my first month, the PT director took another job elsewhere, you know, mm -hmm. so they didn't have a PT director. And they were interviewing people who, who had been there for years before me. So I had already thought like, okay, they got a replacement already set up. Well, they actually approached me and asked me to take the job. Okay. And I actually turned it down the first time, you know, I actually okay. said no. Um, and then, you know, after a couple conversations, I was convinced to take the job and that's how it started. So what, so what I did was I noticed the issue in our industry is that it's every man for themselves. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's kind of like the wild, wild west. It's like, okay, you got a certification, you got a degree, we're gonna hire you and, and put you on the floor and you figure it out, mm -hmm. right? So what happens? Right. Trainers are in it for three months, you know what I mean, at the most, and then they end up either quitting or getting fired because they're not producing, right? right? And then they end up working a desk job that they hate. Mm -hmm. You know, so trainers weren't not making it just because they weren't passionate or they didn't love what they did. It was just they weren't being taught how to do this thing. Right. So what I did was um, I pretty much took the principles that I've learned from sports and created, you know, um, and with the help of my mentor, we put together a, a playbook, okay. you know, where we taught trainers, you know, how to be trainers step by step 
you know, from the time a person walks in to the time that they leave the mm -hmm. gym, you know, we, we help them understand how to treat people. You know, we help them understand how to create an experience right. that the member can duplicate on their own, you know, and by doing that, um, we, what was we, that? What is that called? What is the, what is the process called? I mean, I know what it is, but well, we, we just call it a 12 step process, 12 step sure. first workout process, you know, mm -hmm. and it's, it's just about creating an experience really. And, you know, the interesting thing about this story, man, is I always tell people this, like, um, God's plan and your plan sometimes are absolutely different. You know what I mean? Like, like what you, what do you think, mean what you think God's plan is for you, sometimes it ain't even that. You know what I mean? Like, I thought it was destined for me to be an athlete, right? Mm -hmm. I thought it was destined for me to go to the league. I'm like, no, I don't care if I'm at a small school. I don't care right. if I, you know, I'm not, you know, on TV. I'm going to the league. Mm -hmm. Well, what I learned was that God was actually using those lessons that I was learning to prepare me for what his plan really was. And, you know, we could say it's fitness, but fitness is just the platform that he has for me. You know, the reality is, is that I'm here to help people grow. You know what I mean? And what I did was I was able to learn the team concepts through sports, you know, and apply that to personal training. And that's what we do, man. We, we help trainers, you know, maximize their talents just by giving them a playbook. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, think about it. What would it be like if you were on a football team, you know, as talented as, as, yeah. as you are at football, right. what would it be like if you were on that football team and it was no playbook? It would be very good. It would be chaos. And that's the personal training industry, right. right? So what we did was we just created a playbook, you know, and let the trainers make it uniquely their own. Sure. But now they know what to do. You know, so now what, what that helped us do is retain trainers longer because yeah. if they're acquiring and retaining clients, right. there's no reason to do anything else, mm -hmm. right? So how it is is with the system is if you don't succeed, it's because you're not doing the work. It's not because you're not talented. You know, it's yeah. not because you don't like helping people. It's because you're not doing the work. And, you know, it's a blessing for me every day to be able to help people grow. And it ain't even just per from a personal training standpoint. It's sure. we're helping people grow in life you know yeah. i always tell people like yo if your goal is to be the superstar trainer here great but if your goal is to be a superstar somewhere else okay and i can help you do that by teaching you the principles and lessons that i know by all means okay. you know what i mean so where does that come from i mean it sounds like i mean i know but it sounds like you are very very passionate about helping people mm -hmm. right and it that's just something that you've come to love to do. Where does that come from? Like, why is it so important for you um, to help people? But not only that, I mean, you help trainers as well, and you mentioned that a little bit. Help people, really help people, right? Help trainers mm -hmm. understand how to actually do this right way by giving them the playbook that they can use to change people's lives. Mm -hmm. Yeah, dude, it's crazy because I've always been passionate about people. Like, okay. my mom was just telling me the story the other day that I completely forgot about. And she's Mama like, Dukes. And okay. Mama Dukes, she, she was telling me, she was like, dude, do you remember when you were uh, in kindergarten and you went back to the preschool that you went to to talk to the kids about how kindergarten was going to be? You did that? I did that in kindergarten, that? bro. Okay. And I didn't even remember that until she told me. You know what I mean? She's like, you went to your preschool and you stood in front of the class and you told them what to expect in kindergarten. Okay. You know what I mean? And it's like, yo, like. Every, you know, situations like that. And then, you know, like uh, situations like when I was helping my uncle out, 
um, at church, setting up the chairs at church, you know what I mean? And like now, when I'm setting up for our seminars, which I haven't really talked much, talked much about on this podcast, um, when I'm setting up chairs for the seminar, it's like, damn, like, this was all right. part of God's plan, you know what I mean? Like, because my uncle was very specific about how you set those chairs up, you know what I mean? Like, he would get pissed, like, no, it's not here, it's here. And now when I'm setting up for the seminars, I'm thinking the same thing, like, you know, when people are helping, I'm like, no, 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 you've been there. It's like, no, 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 not there, there, you know? Right. And it's like this plan that you thought, this path that you thought you were on and why you thought you were on it, Okay. it ain't even about you, you know what I mean? It's legitimately about helping other people. And the reality is what I've learned is that the more I help other people get to where they want to be, right. what happens naturally is my goes start coming to, come to fruition. Okay. You know what I mean? And that's, that's just how the universe that, works. And that's actually a perfect transition. Um, one of the last things I want to know is, and I think we've covered you know, your past to a pretty good extent. Now I want to know what you're trying to do. So you, that, I, I know your story a little bit, so I'm going to tell that, tell that from here. I know you ended up owning a personal training company from what you did as a personal training director, mm -hmm. right? So what are your goals now? What are you trying to accomplish now that you, it sounds like you've almost kind of come full circles and, and realize exactly what your, what your true passion was. Right, right, yeah. Um, it's funny because people always say like, man, you're so lucky, and man, like, you, you, you made it, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like that, you know what I'm saying? I feel like there's so much more to do, so much more to accomplish, and I want to spread, you know, this message, not just, you know, on a small scale where I'm helping trainers locally, like, you know, I want to do seminars and I am doing seminars currently where I'm going around, you know, from state to state teaching trainers, you know, how to be better trainers. Right. You know, that's a huge part of, uh, you know, my, my passion right now, um, because a lot of people just it's not that they're they don't want to be good at it. They just don't know how. Right. You know, so my my goal is to <laughs> travel around and continue to do that, you know, awesome. on, on a big scale, mm -hmm. you know, um, and it's going to happen. It's gonna happen. So why is it so important for you to go around and help people like that? And I know you say you like to help people mm -hmm. and like to help people help people. You like to help trainers, but what is it about being I able be, to go expand it from here? I would be lying if I told you that I don't get any gratification out of seeing the people around me succeed. You know right. what I mean? Like, like yeah, I always tell the people around me that I hang with. And of course, we got a group that we hang with pretty regularly. And we call them the big fellas. And you're sure. you familiar with that. And I always tell them, I'm like, you can't, you know, be the king of the world until you, until you're the king, the king of your community first. Sure. You know what I mean? So what that means for me is I make sure that I teach, help them as best as I can. You know, the circle that I have that's around me all the time. Right. Help them get to where they want to be the best as I possibly can. You know what I mean? Now that I feel like I've given them everything that, you know, I can for now, you know, and as I learn, of course, I pass on, on to them. Now, since they're good and they're all going on their paths and doing their thing, now it's time for me to branch out and right. help everybody else. And, you know, when I, when I get done doing a seminar and people are coming up and saying like, yo, PT Boss, like, that was awesome. Like, and how does, know, that, make, are, how does that make you feel? People are in tears. Like. This I was I was about to quit personal training like I was about to give up. Now since I heard this, you know I was I did club industry um, a couple weeks ago, man, and that was big for me because I remember sitting in the crowd at club industry saying like, "Yo, I want to do that one day," you know. And not not only did I do it, I did it the right way. And after you got people coming up saying like, "Yo, like this is this was awesome," in tears, you know. And like I said, I would be lying if I said that that didn't make me feel good, you know. Mm -hmm. So. 
you know, I definitely love helping people. I definitely right. love seeing people succeed. But I guess the other side of it is it's fulfilling for me, you know, knowing that I had a part to play in the success of all these people. That's awesome. And that sounds like it. that's pretty important to you is that ability to help people and know that you've, you've changed people's lives. Absolutely. Right? Um, so what do you, what do you see, foresee in the future? So I know you said you wanted to go around and help people all over the country. Mm. What's your long term like that you're really, the long term that you're really trying to accomplish with that? I want to do this, I want to use the fitness industry as a platform. Okay. You know what I mean? Like I love fitness, I love personal training, I love you know, helping people, but I feel like we only get a certain amount of time to do whatever it is that we're supposed to do. You know, and for me to sit here and give you a real answer and say like, yo, I'm going to do this and I'm going to make a billion dollars doing it. Like, yeah, would that be nice? Absolutely. Do I want to make a billion dollars? Damn right I do. Um, do I think I'm going to make a ton of money doing this? Yeah, I am. I'm going to make a ton of money doing it. Um, and I don't think there's nothing wrong with me wanting to make money doing it either. Um, but the reality is, is that I think that God has put me in a position to use this as a platform to, you know, reach other people, you know, mm -hmm. and that's at the end of the day, that's what I'm going to do. That's awesome. Um, and so, from what it sounds like to me, it sounds like you've been kind of preparing for this. You, you didn't realize it at the time, but you had been preparing for some sort of opportunity like this your whole life. And that's what you come to the, the realization from as well from your kid your childhood from the kid you know the kindergarten mm -hmm. where you were standing up in front of the preschoolers right and then you said that you went to school and you went to school Eureka mm -hmm. and you use those experiences to help you turn what you're doing with the fitness industry but with the gym and your company into what you're really like that's that you're trying to turn it into a team atmosphere right absolutely okay yeah um well, that's awesome, man. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I have any other questions. I feel like that answers pretty much everything that we're trying to accomplish with this Q and A. So, um, before we get out of here, are, do you have any last parting, you know, sayings or anything that you would like to say before we get out of here? Yeah, absolutely. I always, um, you know, I always like to leave people with just a, a real message, man. Like at the end yeah. of the day, like I'm not the smartest guy you, you're gonna ever meet. You know what I mean? And I'm. When it comes to physical strength, I'm not going to be the strongest. I'm not going to be the you know the best looking. I'm usually the best looking, but you know sometimes okay. there's one or two in the room that look better. Um, mm. But <laughs> at the end of the day, man, my story is make a way out of no way. Right. You know, if no matter what people tell you, you know, don't quit. Right. You know what I mean? Like people will tell you you can't do it. Right. right? Your girlfriend will break up with you. Right. Yeah. And it sounds, yeah. And it sounds like the, you know the real reason you do this is somebody told you you couldn't do this, and look at you now. Absolutely. And it's not even look at me now. It's look where I'm gonna be because this is the only this is the beginning. And I always tell people, man, I want you to use me as an example sure. because I want you to see me and be like, yo, I love that dude. So if he could do it, I could do it. Right. Or I hate that dude. He shouldn't be able to do it. But if he could do it, right. I can do it. You know what I mean? So however you got to use me as the motivation, use me and then make a way out of no way. That's awesome. And the last question I have for you is what, you know, I think we've already answered this question, but I want to hear it one last time is, 
on the days that you don't want to do this, on the days that are tough, right? And, and we all have them. Nobody, nobody ever wakes up and says, I, you know, I want to do this all the time. Mm -hmm. But what separates us is, are the ones that do it on the days that we don't want to do this. Absolutely. So what is it that you think about on the days that you don't want to do this that gets you up and gets you to do it anyways? It's twofold. Um, my family still lives in that situation that I mm -hmm. talked about. You know what I mean? Like, and for me, I don't want to call it guilt, but I don't even know how to describe, you know, how to, how to describe the feeling that I feel knowing that they're still there. Right. You know, so my goal is to be in a position where I'm able to get them out of that. Mm -hmm. So when I, when I don't feel like doing it, I feel selfish. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's a huge motivation for me. Yeah, and then on top of that, it continues to play back in my head that my man told me, I don't think you're going to make it in this industry very long. I don't think yeah. you have what it takes, but we're going to hire you because the reality is, is we need warm bodies. Yeah. Well, I'm going to show you what this warm body could do. And then we talked about that, you know, let's go into a little detail on the other side. So you talked about how your family isn't necessarily where you want it to be right now. Mm -hmm. And you're using that, at, you know, you, you feel guilty whenever you don't get up and do things you should do because... I mean, they're, I mean, it sounds like they're relying on you and you are using yourself as reliance to get them out of that. Right? You know, and, and it's not really, because my family, I got, I come from a family of hustlers. Like everybody sure. in my family is go-getters, you know, like, um, so it's not that they're relying on me. I'm relying on me for them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like they don't ask me for nothing. You know what I mean? Like everything that I do for them is just straight, you know, from the heart. Mm -hmm. um, no matter how much they need it, they, they, they won't ask for it. You know what I mean? But I know what's up. Right. <laughs> you know, I know. But so you still want to have it. You still want to be able to, you know, go home and be able to take care of them. And, I want to show up like, right. like, Ma, pack your bags. We're getting out of here. We out. That's awesome. You get Mama Dukes out of there, right? Word up. Perfect. All right. Well, um, with that being said, I think we should uh, end it with that. So um, if anybody has any questions, wants to... Uh, uh, you know, hit us up. I'm CoachCurt.fit at uh, IG. What's your uh, What's your IG? Uh, if you want to find Instagram. me on social media, um, I'm at the PT Boss um, on Instagram, and I'm Mike Trotter on Facebook. But I, I respond to most of my Instagrams faster than I do Facebook. So at the PT Boss on Instagram. Holla at me. Perfect. If you made it, made it through this far through the video, thank you. Thank you for watching. Um, and I, I really hope that you uh, got some good things out of this Q&A. And I uh, look forward to a lot more. This is one of probably 5,000. So um, let's get to it. On making them feel better, that's what's up. I want to make it where, you know, my name is known. And I'm going to keep on hustling until I walk in the room and everybody knows my name. Plain and simple. And it's not going to be because of the legal stuff that I did. It's going to be because of the legal stuff that I did. You know, awesome. and it's, I, I want to leave a positive imprint, you know, before I leave this earth. Like, they're going to know what my name is. And it's not going to be because of the bad things I did. It's going to be because of the good things I did. That's all I like to hear. Yeah. Um, well, I, honestly, I don't know if I necessarily want to ask any more questions after you talking about that. Um, I think your story is crazy, and you've been through quite a bit. And I'm super excited to see what you do from here. Um, is there anything, that, anything else that you want to leave? us with not really man i think i left you with everything <laughs> Pour your heart i out. think i left you with everything you. man but you know at the end of the day man like i said man you know yeah, yeah it's a lot you know i 
man, my potential is not, you know, and I live with myself a lot, you know, self-doubt right. is, a, is, a, is a mother. But um, at the end of the day, like I had to remind myself lately, like, man, I'm still a cold man. Like, mm-hmm. as the, the average person, they wouldn't have made it through the shit I made it through. Absolutely not. Um, and like I, my, my, my main saying is like, uh, I'm gonna surround myself around people that I know gonna help me do better. If uh, if you're not on the mission to make yourself be a better person, I don't want, I don't want nothing to do with you. Plain and simple. I've known people. I was just telling Dre the other day or today. I've known people for 20 years and I love them to death. I think I told Mike this too. I love them to death. But guess what? I had, I can't have any guns with them, bro, because mm-hmm. they're not. Their mindset is back then, and I'm moving forward. Yeah. So if you're not moving forward, you're moving this way, you're moving that way. I can't handle dealing with you. Because all I see is forward, man. And that's it. That's all I want to see. That's awesome. Well, with that in mind, that's awesome. I mean, I'm excited for you. Uh, I'm really excited for you. Uh, thank you for sharing your story. And no I know the, the people that listen to this, it'll go to the right people. Um, so with that in mind, we're going to wrap it up. Um, outside of that, what's your IG? I mean, now let's give us some idea. Give us some ideas on how we can connect with you. So, what is your Instagram? Um, how can how can somebody that watches this get a hold of you? Instagram is super sully six. So it'd be super underscore sully six. Super six underscore and number six. Sully six. Yeah, okay. sully six. Sully right. six. All right. Well, uh, if you're watching this and you don't follow him, you better because uh, he does. If you made it this far, then you just listen to his entire story, and. You know how awesome and how incredible this guy is. So, without further ado, you know um, you know who I am, Coach Kurt. I fit on uh, Instagram, um, and uh, we out.